Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. So here we are. The beginning of the holiday season in 2020. I certainly hope that you and yours had an enjoyable and safe Thanksgiving holiday. And let the shopping begin. For me, it's been a challenging year, to be honest, to be thankful. This Thanksgiving, as in times past, gives me an opportunity to reflect on what has happened so far this year and in my life. And as I did my reflection this year, two particular scriptures came to mind. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, Rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And consider Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 18. Paul tells the congregation at Ephesus, And do not get drunk with wine in which there is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to our God and Father. Those two scriptures sound pretty simple, But given the year of 2020, may not be the easiest thing to do. Giving thanks about everything that's happened this year? For all the things that have happened this year? That got my mind wandering. Thankful in all things. Consider, if you will, the traditional story of Thanksgiving. You know, the one where the pilgrims came over and in 1621 had a day of thanks and ate a big feast with the Indians. This was reaffirmed in 1623 by Governor Bradford. Fast forward a little bit in time. George Washington actually proclaims a day of thanks in 1789. But Jefferson stops it. Mrs. Hale, the author of Mary Had a Little Lamb, campaigns for such a holiday. And in 1863, President Lincoln proclaims a day of thanksgiving for the North and the South. Congress finally gives approval in 1941. And in 1963, 
there's a famous prayer of thanksgiving. We thank you for the flowers so sweet. We thank you for the food we eat. We thank you for the birds that sing. We thank you, God, for everything. Now, the reason this prayer is so famous, the Supreme Court declared this prayer to be illegal and thereupon banned all prayers from public schools. But to the best of my knowledge, it is not illegal to give thanks, whether in private or public. And so we are this Thanksgiving holiday. For me, it's pretty easy to be thankful for the positive and good things, such as the food I'm eating. That's always easy to give thanks for. For our jobs and our health, nothing's wrong with this to give thanks for either. I mean, Jesus gave thanks for common necessities in life as well. Family and friends, that's pretty easy to give thanks for. God's love, in that he gave his only begotten son, that's pretty easy to be thankful for. But what about some other things? What about a prayer that has been answered? Let's look at John chapter 11, verse 41. So they removed the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Now Jesus was there to raise his friend Lazarus from the dead. A miracle that he was more than capable of performing. But notice, he didn't thank God for raising Lazarus from the dead. He thanked God for answering his prayer. There's a huge example there for us. Have you had a prayer answered? And if so, have you properly given God thanks for that prayer? Oftentimes the good things and the easy things for us to give thanks for lead us to becoming mechanical in our thanks. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 5. And when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they will be seen by people. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you pray, Go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use thoughtless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. So Jesus is making a point to us that we should not pray to have the recognition of our fellow man, but we are to pray and give thanks to God in secret, because God sees what is done in secret. 
And we are not to be as the Gentiles of those days, mechanical and using repetition. Because it doesn't matter how many words we say, it's the focus that matters the most. The focus on God. Consider a prayer of thanks by a young boy at the dismissal of his kindergarten class. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures. Here we go. It's a little more difficult to give thanks for the hard things in life or the not so positive. Going back to our example of the traditional story of the pilgrims in the first Thanksgiving, consider that this feast, this day of thanks, was the conclusion to some terrible suffering. Half of all the residents in that town died. Four out of the 24 families were totally wiped out. 14 out of the 18 wives, as I understand it, were gone. And yet the decision was made to thank God and to continue on. Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 26. Now while they were eating, Jesus took some bread. And after a blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And we had taken the cup and given thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is being poured out for many for forgiveness of sins. Obviously, this is a point in time where Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. And notice he did give thanks for the food and the drink that was there at the table. But also notice he was giving thanks for a little bit more of that. For he knew what was in store for him. Later on that evening, as he prayed to his father from the Garden of Gethsemane, he asked his father if it was possible for the cup to pass from him. But he also said to his father, if it wasn't possible, that his will would be done. Jesus was not just giving thanks for the food that he was about to eat that Lord's Supper, but he was giving thanks to his father for the hard things. The things that started a long time ago and would end up in very short period of time with himself hanging from a cross on Golgotha. And yet, no matter how hard they were to take, Jesus gave thanks to God. Consider the Apostle Paul. He was the one that we started with twice to two different congregations his advice and his wisdom said give thanks to everything and all things not just the good things 
but all things, the good as well as the bad. And to Paul, death he was even thankful for. He seen that as victory, as a vehicle to get to where he wanted to go. In fact, Aristides in 125 AD writes, If any righteous person among the Christians passes from this world, they rejoice and offer thanks to God, and they escort his body with songs and thanksgiving, as if he were setting out from one place to another nearby. Isn't that exactly what we're doing? We're setting out from this world to the world to be with our Lord and Savior. Paul was thankful for that opportunity. Thanksgiving and thankfulness is all too often taken for granted. Consider the year 2020. Do you still believe God is in control of your life? Do you feel He loves you? Are you saved? Have you given thanks for that recently? Or is it God's just lucky to have you? Obviously, this time of year, with all the holidays and time for reflection, sometimes can bring the worst out in people. I mean, after all, it's a pretty stressful time of year. It doesn't help that he gets dark so early either, I think. Back in 1990, a young man about 33 years old named Scott was charged with assaulting his wife. Apparently he became enraged that his Thanksgiving turkey was not defrosted yet. So he went out in the parking lot of their apartment complex and threw the frozen bird and a pie on the pavement. It gets a little worse. When his wife Jackie gathered up her child to flee, he hurled the frozen bird at the car, breaking the windshield. Scott unfortunately ended up spending part of that Thanksgiving in jail. Others will violate the spirit of Thanksgiving in a more subtle way. In one episode of the popular TV cartoon show, The Simpsons, the young brat Bart is asked to say grace. He prays, Dear God, we paid for all this stuff ourselves, so thanks for nothing. And who says TV doesn't reflect our culture? Ingratitude to God, unfortunately, is nothing new. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 17, starting with verse 11. While he was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten men with leprosy, who stood at a distance, met him. And they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, 
turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. But Jesus responded and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Some interesting points about this short story. It's interesting to notice that these leopards stayed far away. They were off in the distance, and they raised their voices to Jesus. It's also interesting to note that they had enough faith to go to the priest when Jesus said, Go show yourself to the priest. And the healing occurred along the way. Unfortunately, it's also interesting to note that only one comes back to say thank you. And he was a foreigner, a Samaritan, a despised race if you were a Jew. There are many, many people who experience God's blessings each and every day. Unfortunately, there are only a few that actually show gratitude. But we're not like that. I'm confident no one listening to this podcast is going to go out and throw a frozen turkey at their spouse's windshield. And I'm also equally confident that you won't thank God for nothing the next time your family gathers around the meal. I'm also confident that just by listening to this podcast, you don't fall into the category of a pagan who don't even acknowledge God or give thanks to him, as Paul writes in Romans 1 and 21, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as a god, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. But. I have a question for you at this time of year. Are you really going to be thankful? Thankful for everything. Thankful for all things. And thankful in a way that honors God and puts the focus on Him. It's pretty simple, I understand. Oftentimes, not easy. I also understand that myself. And that's why these scriptures were so important to me this year, after everything that's been going on in this crazy world of ours. And why it was so important that I share with you the lesson I learned for myself at this time of thanksgiving. The lesson is, quite simply, be thankful in all things. Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. 
If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.